mind, I keep returning to the photo exhibition again and again. I just can't stop thinking about that photograph. As I do my online searches, I realize there's an entire series of portraits on Hazel. The photos are taken by Walker Evans, an American photographer who would later become rather famous. And the whole series is available on the website of the Metropolitan Museum. Walker Evans, Hazel Hawthorne, you'll find them all from there. But this one image is different from the rest. It's just magical. And it keeps returning to my head. I have to find out who Hazel Hawthorne is. Provincetown on Google Earth. The town is located at the tip of Cape Cod on the east coast of the United States. On the map, Cape Cod looks like a flexed arm. I zoom in. It looks interesting. I switch from maps to aerial view and see a lot of green surrounded by the deep blue of the ocean. I zoom in a little closer and start seeing lots of light brown. Looking at the hilly shapes of the brown, I realize they must be the dunes. I switch to street view to make a quick visit to Provincetown. My heart skips a beat. The narrow streets of this small town are dotted with beautiful shingled houses, all weathered to a lovely gray. I don't see a single tall building, just lush gardens and old houses. My first Google search of Hazel brought up Provincetown and the dunes. This must be it. But I'm not there. Yet. I'm still here in Berlin. And now, I'm off to the library. The Berlin State Library, Staatsbibliothek zu Berlin, is breathtakingly grand. As an institution, it dates back to the 1600s, and some even call it the Library of Kings. This is a good place to start looking for Hazel. One of the library's locations is right at the heart of Berlin, in an old stone palace. The building is named after one of the main boulevards of the city, Unter den Linden. And walking up the stairs makes me feel a little shy, simply because the building is so magnificent. I grew up in a small town in southern Finland. And in my hometown, the library was a modest, generic, one-story building which could have easily been mistaken for the dentists. I mean, you really could not tell the difference from the outside. When it comes to libraries, I'm not used to white pillars, large double doors, or echoing staircases from the early 1900s. Oh, uh, hello. <laughs> Guten Tag. Um, sprechen Sie English? Yeah? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I would need a library card. Um, and I'm wondering how to get one. Yeah? There's a form? Oh, I'll be happy to fill the form. Thank you. 
The first books I get my hands on are The Salt House, A Summer on the Dunes of Cape Cod by Cynthia Huntington and P-Town by Peter Manso. I really want to learn more, so I dig in. Cynthia Huntington's book cover pictures a small cottage sitting in the sand. I wonder if the hut is one of those dune shacks. But even more importantly, this is the book that is dedicated to Hazel Hawthorne. Let's see what it's about. Hmm. So this book is about spending three summers at the dunes. In a dune shack. Okay. Page one. Page. (gasps) There's a quote here. From a book that must have been written by Hazel. Salt House, 1934. Let me read it to you. What shall I say about Salt House? Isolated as a ship and silent, with the living silence of an audience, though at the same time filled with the unceasing fluid articulation of the sea. I want to say something important about it. That it has an insistence to drama, exactly in the way that each object stands out in the manner of an arranged and painted still life. The commonplace is defeated here by I know not what strangeness. Once across the dunes, we live in an exquisite unreality. Hazel writes beautifully. To describe a place with exquisite unreality sounds amazing. But the dunes? It's just sand, right? What could be so special about sand and a few shacks? I'm not sure I get it. So far, I have figured out a few facts about Hazel. The two novels that she wrote are called Salt House and Three Women. First one published in 1934, and the second in 1938. Her hometown is Middleborough in Massachusetts. I start looking into Middleborough. If that's where she grew up in, I'm sure there's something for me to find. Let's start from the public library. Hmm. The Gazette? The Gazette. That's the local newspaper. And look, there seems to be an index. What in the world? Someone has actually done the work of indexing decades' worth of local newspaper articles. And look, there are so many hits on Hazel. I'm going to contact them right away. Dear friends of the Middleborough Public Library, I'm doing research on the life of Hazel Hawthorne Werner, formerly offered. And I was delighted to see that the Middleborough Gazette has, over the years, published quite a few articles on her. I would like to request copies of the articles, preferably as a PDF file if that's available. Please let me know how to best pay for the service. Since I am a Finnish citizen currently living in Berlin, Germany, I'm wondering if an international bank transfer might be a good option. And let me conclude by saying a warm thank you for the valuable work that you have done. Searching through the Gazette Index has been extremely helpful in my research, and I'm really looking forward to reading the articles. Best wishes, Ingolaisma. I soon get an email from the Middleborough Public Library, 
from a wonderful, helpful librarian called Libby Fox. She and her team of volunteers are going to scan all the articles that I want, 66 in total. They will scan each article from microfilm, one by one. They promise to send me a few articles per week. This is fine by me. I'm just excited, waiting for the email packages to arrive. I can't wait to read more about Hazel. As I start to receive emails from the Middleborough Public Library, I learn a lot. I learn, for example, that Hazel has published a short story in a publication called The Fourth American Caravan. And not only that, she has also published in something called The Hound and Horn. So she must have written a lot of short stories as well. One clue leads to the next one. And soon I'm in a situation where I know Hazel published a poem in 1918, when she was only 16 years old. It takes me several weeks to track down the poem. But I find it. There it is on page 34 of the July issue of the Weekly Journal of Radical Social Criticism, The Liberator. Two of the three columns of the page are filled with text, while the third is sprinkled with small advertisements of convention reporting, summer boarding houses, and Esperanto courses in New York City. Hazel's poem, titled 15 Years Old, is on the bottom left corner of the page. The poem has three verses, all of which are pierced with the agony of youth. An unnamed New England town is all grey and brooding with tragedy. Homes are crumbling and golden dreams turn to dust and ash, no matter how desperately the protagonist would like to dance and be intoxicated with youth. But why don't you listen to it for yourself? Let me read it to you. Fifteen years old. There's tragedy brooding in the air of this New England town. Through the grey streets and in the crumbling home, specters stalk, the specters of age and decay. I wished to dance, how long ago, when first I came to throw bits of vivid, burning colour about the lanes and sing wild, youthful, pulsing tunes. I love to feel the sunlight flooding in waves, intense with life. I love to feel the rain, sibilant, laving and lapping, on the fresh mornings. In the wild nights, I wanted to run naked in the weird moonlight, intoxicated with my own youth and beauty, and the joy of being in this happy, throbbing universe. But when I tried to dance, they made me pray. And now I do not long to dance, for I know that I, too, must fade and crumble. I have dreamed of the glad gay world, of carnivals and bright cities. But I must stay in this dying town, my soaring golden dreams 
are dust and ashes. I stare at the page, stunned. I can't believe I just found a poem she wrote. And I know it's not real, but I feel like I'm starting to get to know her a little. Did she really write this when she was so young? I can so relate to the small-town agony she writes about, and the verses on social norms, but also the ones on sunlight, the waves, and the rain. My head spins. I feel like I'm onto something here. When was the last time someone read her poetry? Was it weeks, months, years, or even decades ago? When did a person last open page 34 of The Liberator? I almost can't breathe when I think of the time that's passed between us. I must get back to the library. I spend a lot of time in libraries. My method in the beginning is to search and read everything I find on Provincetown and the Dunes. There seems not to be any books about Hazel, but her name comes up here and there. For example, on several biographies of notable men, like the one on John Cheever by Blake Bailey, the one on Eugene O'Neill by Louis Schaefer, and the one on Harry Kemp by William Brevda. Hazel has been a source in all of these biographies. The writers have either interviewed her or gone through her notes. In Blake Bailey's book, Hazel is described as someone who has entirely slipped the noose of respectability. As someone who competed for lovers with her beautiful daughters. As the original beat. I don't know what that means. Does it mean a beat writer before the beat generation? A beat before the term was even invented? I don't know. But she's also portrayed as a woman who shared her time between Provincetown and Greenwich Village, and a great many men. She's not portrayed as a writer on these pages. I wonder what that means. My mind starts to wander back to the song Jerusha wrote about Hazel. A wild old woman in the dunes? Was she wild? I mean, the lyrics say she had many lovers, husbands, so maybe she was wild. Why do some of these books portray her as a muse? She was much more than that, I'm sure. But is that the role that is always reserved for women? You know, a sidekick, the muse, the lover... I don't think so. This is Finding Hazel, a podcast about a forgotten writer, Hazel Hawthorne, and my journey of retracing her story. My name is Inka Leisma, and in the next episode, I'll explore the cellars of a library in Berlin, and also return to Finland. This podcast is produced by Inkaleisma and Essi Somaki, hosted by Inkaleisma. Hazel Hawthorne's poem, 15 years old, published with the permission of the Hazel Hawthorne estate. Background audio clips from Freesound users, the Matt Freeman, Claudius, original sound, Chestnut Jam and Lie Too Fine. Theme song by Studio Le Bus. <laughs>